31702. Sports Talk. SMS Bootleg. On 31702. Right, that was Michael Pedro with uh, the latest sports update. We thank him so much. A great job during the uh, afternoon here on 702 and Cape Talk. Right, uh, it is time to get to our first guest. And, uh, of course, it is none other than Brian Speedy Gonzali. I wonder if anyone has uh, ever called him that. Habana. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's so good to talk to you tonight. <laughs> Yeah, it's really great to be on the show. Obviously, that Speedy Gonzalez has probably changed just Gonzalez um, in the last uh, three years um, or, or around, but I'm probably racing against uh, Turtles at the moment. Uh, Keith is all along far-fetched uh, idea at the moment. But yeah, great to be on the show. hope you're all safe and uh, you're keeping well. I mean, you speak of that, that, that cheetah race. It was uh, something that I'd never forget, of course. But yes, uh, look, uh, I, I must say, Brian, you, you don't look as fast as you, as you um, used to. And which is why I can say this now, because I believe I can, you know, maybe just sidestep you a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so you're doing some great work, Brian. I mean, uh, ever since your playing days, um, you know, were behind you, you've, you've always been busy. And it's very good to see, especially somebody who's as revered and loved as you. Um, and then you went on to to partner up with mastercard and of course we saw uh, you know the major drive happening before the rugby world cup uh, and uh, you know for me it, it was almost one of those cinderella stories if i can call it that because you know here you are back at a world cup you are one of the main sponsors of the world cup's brand ambassadors and uh, now you're not on the field but you get to watch the springboks lift the rugby world cup yeah, mostly. I think uh, you know a massive humbling experience. Uh, obviously, you know throughout your rugby career, you you know you try to do things, and for me, just personally, trying to create a brand that would hopefully have longevity post rugby. Um, but I don't think in my wildest dreams I'd, I'd ever thought of being able to you know, become a Mastercard Global Ambassador with some of the most incredible sporting legends and celebrities from around the world. Uh, but then you know to do it at a rugby world cup in Japan in 2019 to be a the opportunity as a brand ambassador to, you know, be hosting Mastercard clients in, in their box um, at the on the stadium. And then the opportunity to see, you know, see Akilisi become the first black African uh, to make captain his side to a world cup victory. And again, that opportunity, and uh, it's not a tagline, I throw it on lightly, but it, it was truly priceless um, you know, to embrace the, uh, after that, you know, after that final, uh, given you know, we sort of know each other and the journey that we both had, is, mm. um, you know, it was something I'll never forget. And again, you know, for Mastercard for providing you that and you know, instilling their faith in having me as one of their brand ambassadors, is something I'm extremely grateful for. I mean, uh, Brian, I can remember clearly two times I've ever wailed um, like a baby because of 15 men on the field. And the first one was in 2007. You were one of those reasons. Um, and and, and, the, and most recently, last year. How did it feel for you going from you know being a World Cup winner, lifting the trophy, scoring uh, at a Rugby World Cup, um, equaling a record tries at the Rugby World Cup, to being one of us who are watching from the sidelines and just boiling your eyes out. I mean, how many tissues did you have to go through that game? Yeah, I think for me, Buse, obviously, you know, I have sort of firsthand, not only as a supporter, but as a player, experienced the power that sport has. And, you know, Nelson Mandela said at that opening of the Lawrence Academy back in 2000, that sport has the power to change the world. I, I sat in that stadium at Ellis Park in 95 um, and became inspired to pick up the game of rugby, having never played it before. You know, 2007, coming back to South Africa, having the opportunity to represent my country at the pinnacle of our sport, winning it, 
and seeing the in- impact it had um, on our country on returning was anything short of phenomenal. It was just, it was mind-blowing. And I don't think, you know, obviously, playing outside of South African shores in 2007, we had no concert was happening. But then to be in, you know, to be in Tokyo last year, um, and I think because you know those stories of, you know, Sia Khaleesi, who in 2007 was watching in a Shabin because his grandmother couldn't be, you know, couldn't afford a TV in their home. You know, Makazole mm. Mapimpi, you know, would walk 10 kilometers to and from school every day just to try to get out of these circumstances to give himself, uh, you know, uh, a head start. And, you know, those stories that relate to so many South Africans and uh, you, you bored your eyes out. I probably had about two or three occasions in the course of that week, you know, talking about Sia, um, you know, talking about Makazole. Post that final, you know, Sia got, you know, got interviewed next to me and I, I literally, I just couldn't hold back. So all of a sudden, there you go then. I think for South Africa, South Africans and, and rugby in particular has given our country back so much. Mm. But I think 2019 and, and what it resembled um, because of Sia, because of Makazoli, because of Cheslin, you know, those guys, I mean, the first ever Springbok to score tries in, in rugby World Cup final. Um, it was so successful and emotional on just so many different levels. And I think for us, again, that being able to be there, afford the opportunity to have that experience in Japan, which I think, again, was probably one of the best World Cups we've ever seen. Um, you know, I don't think any other country would have been able to overcome a natural disaster like Tycoon had you been continue hosting a World Cup. But then to have that story of the World Cup, how the Japanese people embraced it, you know, thousands upon thousands of Japanese people learning national anthems of other countries. It was something I've never in my life experienced before. And again, being South African, I tell everyone, South Africa winning that World Cup was just the, the cherry on top of the cake, but the cake itself was one of the sweetest cakes I've ever tasted, and I absolutely love eating cake. So it was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. I mean, it was a 32-12 amazing cake. Uh, and I'll never forget how, <laughs> <laughs> how that cake tasted. Um, <laughs> So, Brian, you, you obviously, uh, as I mentioned, you've been a very busy man. Not only are you uh, a legendary Springbok, uh, former Springbok uh, player, but now you are the brand ambassador uh, at MasterCard or for MasterCard. Can you just tell me how your involvement with MasterCard came about? Yes, obviously, MasterCard and you know, the footprint within rugby, you know, being uh, an ambassador, uh, being a, a brand sponsor of you know of the tournament now for the past three years. You know, the likes of Richie McCaw, Dan Carter, some of the rugby guys. You know, Michael Leach, uh, the Japanese captain this year, had also come on board. And I think, obviously, you know, what I've been able to have achieved in my rugby career sort of gave MasterCard the opportunity to initiate talks with me. Um, you know, on that initial talk, I was sort of like just floored that this massive global brand wanted me to come on board uh, ahead of their Rugby World Cup campaign and, you know, to... To be there with Dan Carter, you know, we sat there in that first game together um, in the MasterCard box watching the All Blacks beat, you know, beat the Springboks. And in the back of my mind, I was just hoping that um, in eight weeks time, or in seven weeks time, uh, the roles would be reversed. And, you know, they, <laughs> I was so lucky that mm. they were. Um, but again, the, the opportunity to, to have partnered with MasterCard and again, they had so many campaigns throughout the World Cup, you know, the, the, the trophy making digital experience for the Man of the Match trophy that was given was truly exceptional. You know, it's gone on to win thousands of awards or hundreds of awards just by the mere fact that you know comments that happened in that game were etched onto this very unique trophy that players got. You know, the likes of uh, and Naomi Osaka got to hand like, incredible ambassadors got to hand these to players at the World Cup, um, and just those experiences were just so priceless. So I think for me to be able to have partnered with Mastercard. But then to have seen the actual effort they've put into making 
not only the brand awareness, but those experiences for fans and cardholders, so priceless, was, was incredible. And obviously, with the current situation and COVID and you know, the lockdown, people staying at home, um, you know, they've now sort of branched out into trying to allow that experience to get to people no matter where they are in the world, which is uh, exciting to be a part of and like hopefully it can, can go on for, for a few more years. I mean, let's talk about that experience. Um, the uh, priceless.com, uh, can you just, uh, well, yeah, the priceless digital experience. Can you just give us a little bit more about that? Uh, and also the fact that you get to, to be the, the one interviewing. I mean, uh, generally, you, you, you're so good at, a- at answering questions. I wonder if you even know how to ask one. <laughs> I've had to learn pretty quickly in the last couple of weeks after being told I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the moderator instead of being the first interviewed. But uh, Bootsley, I think obviously just from my MasterCard priceless digital experience perspective, you know, they, as a brand in this current situation, current climate across the world, not just in local regions, but they want to continue connecting with their consumers, the, the consumers' passions, you know, what MasterCard is partnering its global ambassadors in, is that ability to craft unique experience for at-home enjoyment. You know, obviously we've seen homeschooling, we've seen working remotely and, and mm. things that have allowed people to now have to stay at home. And from a priceless digital experience perspective, just trying to put a unique spin on sort of the physical appearances. And obviously for me, um, I might have probably done something right in, in Japan at Rugby World Cup 2019, but I got the opportunity to be asked to be the interviewer uh, with some... There was an incredible lineup of people coming and the first one that I got to do was with an absolute sporting legend um, and not only sporting legend but pol- political legend as well uh, is Mr. Wasim Akram. And the Sultan of Swing. I, yeah, I, I mean, I just I, I sort of sat in, in the first call and I, I sort of pinched myself. You know, I sort of watched this, this amazing, amazing cricket as a youngster from 92 um, when they beat England, you know, all the way through his career. And, you know, obviously he's, he's given South Africans a lot of hard time on, on the cricket pitch, but a true spokesman, not only for the game of cricket, but for sport. And, you know, he's used a lot of those assets, you know, furthering his political career, which has been you know, also nothing short of phenomenal. Mm. But I just sort of sat there with my jaw open thinking, this, <laughs> this for me is a priceless experience. You know, I'm not even, you know, I, I know I'm a sporting, you know, perspective. And I know that I've done some, some great things, but I sat there almost speechless getting this opportunity to engage with an absolute legend. So it's the, it's the first one of a few, and I, I think it's going to be a pretty you know, pretty exciting one. I've, I've had to change things around a bit. I had to go pick up the cricket ball um, from my neighbor, JP, JP Dumini, <laughs> a couple of days ago in preparation for the store with Watson because Don't hurt I yourself, asked, do I have a cricket ball? <laughs> yeah, I, I did actually, you joke with me, I did actually try to like, do a spin thing on, 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 on the call we are having it. It didn't go well. But yeah, it's, it's incredible. And yeah, just bringing those unforgettable experiences to mascot holders around the world, um, which will hopefully give them a, a unique and memorable digital experience that, again, I think is going to be pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, the beautiful thing about this, uh, as you said uh, correctly, you're a moderator. So essentially, you're the mouthpiece for the, av- the everyday fan. Um, so how, how do we, as the fan, become your, uh, well, you know, give you your script? How do we then, you know, get to talk to Wasim Akram in, uh, in all essence of the word? And, and the others that you're going to talk to, I mean, like, like a Daniel Carter, um, Naomi Osaka. I mean, these are legends of the game, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, it's quite a few. I think uh, the next couple of coming up is going to be Dan Carter, Marseille Desailly, who obviously the French soccer player who was a part of that 98 uh, World Cup winning French squad. So, um, yeah, so for a full list, first of all, what's going to be happening? I, you know, people can go to prices.com to see who I'll be interviewing next. 
And then on the various social media platforms, you know, I'll be asking, uh, I'll be putting out a, a questionnaire type block on, you know, on my social media, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and, you know, fans can go and just support. And I've, it's, it's actually great being the moderator because it's questions that I would also love to ask. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when fans get the opportunity to have their social media handle or their name named in this interview, it does make it really seem that it is from them uh, because I'm that, youngster or that fan or that person just wanting to know the answer to this question. So I think for the fan and, you know, for, for the MasterCard consumers and customers out there, the opportunity to get their question asked um, is, is pretty cool because it's actually a question I would love asking anyway. And like I say, there's, my teacher at school always told me there's never a wrong or right answer or bad question. So, mm. um, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully the answers are extremely intriguing. Uh, look, uh, Brian, if you want to throw in some of your own questions, just use words you know. So don't go for like Gali and, and you know, mid on and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I actually said I'm not quite sure whether he wants me uh, fielding a deep fine leg. But, um, <laughs> having, played, having, having played a bit of cricket, um, I definitely told him that I'm not going to be bowling him any Yorkers in, in the interview. <laughs> but I think that's that's the beauty of sport and, you know, the, the ability to, to come together and, and share these experiences. You know, I was... I was just so intrigued by some of what seemed the answers. I think, you know, mm. by the fact that it's incredibly intellectual, um, his humility, the you know, the way he came across was something so engaging. And I think fans and the consumers out there will really appreciate um, the opportunity that we got to engage. And I'm just extremely excited about uh, the next couple of interviews we got lined up and hopefully bringing, you know, that at-home experience a lot more closer to, you know, to the mascot consumers around the world and trying to make it, you know, as fast as possible for them. If you've just tuned in, uh, you're listening to Sports Talk. I'm Wichel Mantellini. The voice that you're hearing is none other than the legendary Springbok, Brian Habana. And we're talking all things MasterCard priceless experience. Um, and uh, I mean, Brian, you spoke of the fact that you, okay, you've spoken to Wasim Akram or, or you all. Um, and then there's Daniel Carter as well. So it, it's for anybody who's really a fan of sport, there's Marcel Desailly. If you're a fan of, of football, especially somebody as great as Desailly, the man born in Ghana but went on to play for France. Um, yeah. So it, it's quite, it's quite a, a ranging uh, conversation, wide-ranging conversation that you'll be having. It will definitely be. And I think the beauty about what MasterCard as a brand are able to leverage on um, is some of the incredible assets. And again, you talk about the sporting world, um, I, I think in the last couple of days they and they've had Camilla Cabello uh, doing some some music which I am so bad at. So again, I keep mine for the shower because it does not leave that place. No surprise um, there. But the opportunity to <laughs> <laughs> but the opportunity to actually engage with the Mastercard ambassadors from around the world and and those assets that. Again, people really want to hear from. Uh, we've seen the, the absolute astronomical rise in the use of data, you know, by people getting on YouTube, mm. social media, uh, and all the Zoom calls and, and, and video conferences that happened. But I think as an experience, to be able to offer, you know, from sports to culinary to music and the arts, um, and all this can be found on prices.com. And I think for, you know, for the general fan out there to engage on so many different platforms, but get given that opportunity that they possibly would have not been able to if MasterCard didn't have these amazing yeah, ambassadors on board.
Let's talk about, uh, you know, somebody that you are really looking forward to talking to, uh, perhaps someone that you might be awestruck. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's for us, it's very difficult to imagine Brian Habana would be awestruck, but at the end of the day, you are just like any one of us who just happened to play for the Springbok and was, you know, freakishly talented. Uh, but who are you really looking forward to um, speaking uh, to? Yeah, I think uh, Naomi Osaka, if, if I do get that opportunity to obviously her schedule and, and tennis resuming globally, um, has, has made things a bit tricky. But I know she was in Japan and I was absolutely gutted that I didn't get to meet her in Japan. I know she handed out one of the, the man of the match, tro- or player of the, of the match trophies. Um, but I think Naomi's rise over the last few years, obviously with the likes of Serena Williams that have been so incredibly dominant. And then you had someone as, as young as Naomi coming in over the last two, two or three years and, you know, just doing some incredible things, you know, winning some of the, you know, some of the majors. And I think for me, just her, hearing her experience coming from Japan and, you know, and again, I want to say you sort of romanticize about that Japanese experience at Rugby World Cup. But to see how she, as this young up-and-coming tennis player, is now taking on the, you know, the grace of, you know, of her sport, um, but laying a platform in which her humility, you know, I think there's been something incredible about people relating to Naomi's ability to be emotionally connected, not only with herself, with her opponents, but with her fans as well. Um, she does come across incredibly shy, but she's just so soft-spoken and, and determined that I think that's going to be pretty cool. I think obviously hearing how you know, she's changing the face of a women's tennis is something extremely exciting. And yeah, hopefully I'm not going to be needing a tennis racket and tennis ball because mm. I've never, never been good with those. Yeah, look, just just stick to what you do best. And and, and <laughs> part of it, uh, which has been great to see, is, is helping the less fortunate, which is a fantastic thing as well, Brian. Um, is there any messages that you would maybe like to send uh, before I do let you go to the general public, man? Just uh, tough times for a lot of people. A lot of people going back to work tomorrow, mm. but uh, a lot of people will never go back to work or <laughs> have to look for a new job at the moment. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very difficult. I think, you know, through the Banner Foundation over the past few weeks, um, you know, I've seen that with, uh, with Ozo um, and just being able to go out there and try and make a difference. And, you know, we've sort of got the, the hashtag going that one is better than, than zero. Um, and just seeing the incredible need from a few insecurity perspective um, has sort of yeah, sort of rocked me to, you know, to the core. Uh, I've had some experience over the last two weeks that I never ever thought in my life I would um, I'd have to see. But I think what this pandemic and what this experience of COVID-19 and, and the current situation um, has, I think, over-highlighted and I think it has really brought a lot to the fore um, is that food insecurity and the amount of people suffering. Mm. It has also now affected more than just those that were already in need before this pandemic arrived. And I think, you know, seeing what the likes of Asia and Rachel Pelisi are doing with the Pelisi Foundation, you know, I know Ches and Colby, Justin Katok, the Skarin Kubeni are doing some great work with, um, with the Be the Difference Foundation. Um, you know, I chatted to Jean, Jean de Jong yesterday, who was also busy with. So I think what, what has come to the fore is the good that humanity does have. Um, and the need is just so vast. You know, I, I sort of said to, you know, one of the colleagues yesterday that you sort of feel you're not even having an effect like a drop in an ocean or making mm. a dent in any way or form uh, because the need is just so great. Mm. And I think for me, you know, one is definitely better than, than zero. Um, and we, we're definitely not going to stop. And if we all play our part, um, and I know Sia and Rachel Policia have got the slogan, you know, each one feed one. You know, I think if we can all do that, you know, each one of us can actually try to be better. If each one of us can try and be the difference, um, you know, we can hopefully make this a, you know, a, a much better situation. 
we're going into winter now, and I think there has been a lot of frustration you know, creeping up over the last few weeks about lockdown, about trying to get the resurgence back in our economy. Um, South Africa was struggling before that, but you know, we just want to try and make a difference where possible, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and just encouraging also Africans to be mindful of the struggle that so many are facing, um, and not just tens of thousands, but you know, millions upon millions are, are actually facing. You know, from a food insecurity perspective, you know, going into winter now, um, you know, clothing, you know, warmth, and it, it sort of just eats at your heart when you actually get to experience that firsthand. And hopefully, you know, we can continue doing that. Hopefully, act together like South Africans, we can come together and and make a you know make an impact far greater than than what we had before this pandemic. No, Brian, you change one person's life, you have changed the world, at least in their view. So we um, really do appreciate all of that. But thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. And, uh, of course, we're looking forward to the um, Priceless.com MasterCard Experiential Lifestyle Hub moments where you get to speak to all of these greats uh, of various sports. Such a pleasure talking to you tonight. No, thanks, Wissan. To you and all the the seminar two staff, please keep safe, look after each other. And, yeah, let's, uh, as Africans, come through this thing together. It was Brian Habana, uh, the former Springbok wing, uh, a, a legend, a great in all essence of the word. And uh, yeah, we are looking forward to a, a couple of things that he has going on. So visit Priceless.com and have a look at that. He'll be talking to the likes of Richie McCaw, uh, Daniel Carter, Naomi Osaka, uh, Wasim Akra, the last, uh, Akrim, sorry, the, la- the list goes on and on. And uh, the cool thing is you get to submit your questions and they can possibly be read out to the stars, your favorite stars. Um, are a lot closer to you as a result of this. It has just gone 28 minutes to 8.